Welcome back to this episode of Healing for Your Life podcast. This is Dr. Kevin Hall, your host, and we have been speaking about uh, understanding our relationship with Christ. Shared a lot within my uh, last podcast about just the importance of, of what relationship is, but also just really some of my testimony where God had done a tremendous work, and we had left off at 1 John chapter 5 and 14. If you missed that podcast, I'd encourage you to listen to it, but essentially we had covered the word, the importance of the word and what scripture says about that, but then also just through prayer, having left off at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, here's what that scripture says to bring us back into context, is that this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So as we kind of jump back into this, I want us to pray and just ask for God to uh, be a part of this as we are diving into his scriptures and just for that revelation. So God, we just love you so much. And we bless you today and we give you the glory and the praise for what you're going to do through this time. We ask God that you would move, Father, in a very distinct way uh, for that one listening, whether they are in the car or whether they are uh, at work or at home, wherever it is that they may be listening. Father, we pray for that one listening now, God, that you will open up their heart to receive and understand the scripture uh, for deeper revelation and understanding. Father, we bless you. Holy Spirit, come and be a part of this. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And you know, that really is, I was reminded in the prayer, that really is the fact of what I want to do with this is keep them about 20 minutes so that you can listen to in a commute to work or going home. Um, I know for me, that's a lot of what I do in my time is just listening to books on tape. And so it's a good time to kind of decompress from the office, in this case, be able to hear the word and have a little deeper, deeper conversation about that. But let's jump back into 1 John 5, 14. And so I think this scripture is very, very important. That if That is the confidence we have in approaching God. And so we'd spoken previous to that about Philippians 4, 6, and 7, um, which is a great, great scripture, but it speaks about the importance of understanding that we must not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our request to God. And then we flow right into First Thessalonians that understands that uh, we must be at a place where we are giving and praying continually. All of that gives us the confidence in 1 John 5.14 that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That doesn't mean that he's going to be responsive to what it is that he hears us requesting. But it means that through the confidence and through the blood of Christ, as we pray through the blood, he will hear our requests. The beautiful thing is, is that there have been plenty of times in my life where I have prayed for things and earnestly sought God, truly believed in my heart, personally, my physical heart, that I that I uh, knew the best for me within that situation. And God didn't fulfill the prayers. He didn't fulfill what I was what I was asking for. Uh, didn't get, sometimes don't have full understanding when those types of things happen as to why it doesn't happen. But we know that what happens with this is that we get the perfect knowledge and the perfect will of God because he loves us and he is supporting us in what our desires are, but our desires may not be his desires. And ultimately he knows what is best for our situation and for our heart. And so here's what I want to say to you is what we must do as a result of that is, is the next step. And that is we've got to trust him with those results. We've got to trust it regardless of what it looks like for us, um, whether or not we want to be at a place of trusting him or not. Ultimately, we have to have that type of relationship to what, what we will do is trust him. In fact, Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2 says, Behold, 
God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for this. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So in other words, my situation is not dependent upon the things of the world. My situation is not dependent upon my will and what I want for it. But rather, my situation becomes dependent upon what God wants for me and the long-term vision that he has for my life. That's something we have to understand. He has a vision for you. When he placed you upon this earth, that as long as you're still breathing, as long as your heart is still beating, you have a purpose upon this life. We may not even understand that we're doing it, and we may not even understand the impact that we're having, but I promise you, if those two things exist, it's at least happening for you to be making an impact in somebody else's life. And so when Isaiah 12, 2 says that, that God is my salvation, that I'm going to trust him above everything else, that I'm not going to be afraid of what's happening in the world, but that the Lord God is my strength, my song, and he is my salvation. What that means is, is I'm going to trust him among everything else, that I've got confidence to go to God, to say, hey, Father, I'm asking for this. I'm believing for this, so to speak. But it doesn't mean that God's going to answer those questions. In fact, Isaiah 26, 3 goes on to say something so important. And what he says there is that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Because why? We trust in him. When we trust in the Father, what that means is, is that we must have a relationship that says, I've got total and complete trust in everything that I give to him. And so that's the key thing, though. I give everything to him, but that's a conscious decision that has to take place on a consistent basis. I must surrender my life. I must die to myself daily so that I can take up his cross and follow him daily. It's a daily decision. It's a daily choice that becomes easier over time as it becomes habitual in my training, habitual in my in my everyday habits of life is that I'm giving myself over to him that I may be transformed into his likeness. And and so that means areas of sin. That means areas where I struggle on just the regular stuff. It's one thing for us to begin to realize that he is obsessed over us, but it's another thing for us to understand that, that he died for us, that we might have not only eternal life, but a prosperous, fruitful life upon this earth. He wants us to walk in blessing. He wants us to walk in the obedience, but he wants us to be the place where we are doing that in accordance to his will, turning away from sin and turning directly toward what his desire is for us. Because here's the thing. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it the absolute best. It says that he knows the plans that he has for us, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. He knows the plans. In other words, he sees the big picture long term. Not a small individual, smaller section of life like what we see. He sees it long term. I can tell you, through my own life, there have been times when I am shocked that I'm here in full-time ministry because of the failures that I've had in my life. But God knew before I was even born where I would be, where I would fail. He knew all the things that would take place within my life, where I would disappoint, where I would pull away from him, where I would fight him, where I would argue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he knew. And the result of that was is that he said, I love you anyway. I want you here on this earth, and I have a purpose for you to fulfill. And so at the deepest, darkest times of my life, when I thought there is no hope for me to ever see a pulpit again, to ever be able to minister again, God was absolutely not only willing, but has placed a platform in front of me that has impacted more people today than I can possibly even imagine. And he's doing that because of one reason. He's faithful. But he's also doing that because he's called me to that. 
Jeremiah 29, 11. He knew the plans that he had for me, just like he knows the plans that he has for you. You're not ever going to be in a place of disappointing God because God already knows his new future that you have. You're not going to disappoint him because he knows what it is that you have moving forward. And so that's where the success comes in. But here's our thing that we've got to do, and that is this. we got to be faithful in him. We've got to be in a place where we are not questioning what God has for us, but simply walking in obedience to that. In fact, here's what it says within 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2, that now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Now think about that for a minute. It's required that those who have been given a trust for whatever that is must prove faithful. That means if I'm at a place where what I'm doing is I'm saying, God, use me. I want to be used by you. I want to be, I want to be a part of what it is that you've called me. I want to do that. Then here's what that means. We've got to be faithful to what it is that he's given us. That means I don't care if you're the senior pastor of a church, the parking lot attendant. It doesn't matter. Be faithful where you are. And that is the steps that you have to take to get fulfilled to the next level. God knows the ultimate plan of where it is that you're going. Now, friend, you need to hear me say that. He knows the plans that he has for you. He knows where you are going, period. He knows that. And there are things that he will put in our path as tests to see if we are willing to do the work necessary to pass that test, to get to that next level. It's just like climbing a flight of stairs. The ministry offices here are on the second floor of a two-story building. And so my offices that we have here on the second floor are are accessed two ways, either through stairs or the elevator. But the result of what happens is to get to these offices, we've got to climb the stairs. Once we've climbed the stairs, we're at the offices. If we refuse to do that, then we're never going to get to the offices because we're always going to be stuck on the first floor. Same thing is true with this. God has a purpose and a plan for us, but if we're not willing to climb the stairs, we're going to stay right there where it is that we are. We've got to be willing to exert ourselves, and we've got to be willing to do the work necessary to get upstairs to accomplish what His will is. Is it going to be easy? No, not always. Are we going to be in a place where we may be tired? Yep. Are we going to be in a place where we're struggling to get to that level? For sure. But here's the thing. Persistence is key. Not losing faith in what he's called us to is key. And there are times, especially for pastors, man, Monday mornings are the rough, the roughest, because you have, after Sunday service, you're tired from ministering. And then you're at a place where what has to happen is now you got to face Monday morning. And, you, and the most critical people we are are the ones that are actually doing the leadership. And, and, and the reality is this. God is faithful, but we've got to allow for his faithfulness to penetrate our lives so that we can receive everything that we've got going to be faithful in what we're doing. And as we do that, then God will begin to move. 1 Corinthians 10 verses, uh, verse 13 says this. It says that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. In other words, there's no temptations coming. What's here is here. The devil's not that smart. He can't bring up new stuff. It just doesn't work that way. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted... He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Think about it. He also will provide a way out. So why? So that you can endure it. This is a critical piece of important information. There's always the thing I'd say. He's never going to tempt you beyond what you can handle. Look at what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. God's faithful. He's not going to let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. In other words, he's not going to give you more than what you can handle. But when you are tempted, which means that the promise is there that you will be tempted. 
going to happen. It's going to be a part of what happened. He's also going to provide a way out so that you can endure it. So let's look at let's look at the life of Christ being tempted within the desert. He had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. For him, that was his level. It's not my level. It's his level. He was tempted three times by, directly by the devil. And he focused back on the word each and every time. And as a result of that, the devil flew. He was not able to be around because the word was preached without compromising the word. What I want you to understand is, is that the temptation is coming. But understand what it says within 1 Corinthians 4, 2. Part of us getting to the level where we are supposed to be within our walk with Christ comes through our levels of testing, through our levels of temptation. 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says what I just said a moment ago, which required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So if that's the case, we've got to be faithful in the little things, faithful in the things that seem like they may not be doing anything. This podcast is a prime example. The Lord said, start a podcast. So what I did was said, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to be faithful to that. God only knows what he's going to do with it, but here's what I know. It doesn't matter about that. It matters about what it is that I'm doing and saying to God, I'm going to be faithful to that and I'm not going to quit. Through that, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 2 says that he was faithful to the one who appointed him just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. What we have to understand is, is that our walk requires us to be faithful with Christ. Friend, what I want you to get out of both of these podcasts, and if you didn't hear the first one, go back and listen to it because it's going to bless you as well. God wants to do phenomenal, great relational things with you, but he wants relationship, not religion. He wants you to be in the word and to pray, and he wants you to wait upon him so that you can hear him, so that you can move deeply within what God has called you to do. But here's the thing, to get to the level of where God has called you to be takes time, effort, persistence, and patience. Time, effort, persistence, and patience. Let me say it again. Time, effort, persistence, and patience. Realizing that Rome was not built in a day, as the story goes. But we look at all the things, Solomon's temple, not built in a day. Nothing of any substance or substantial growth happened in one day. It happened because of consistency. Through that consistency builds repetition. Through that repetition builds perfection within your speech, perfection within your preparation, perfection within everything. And one of the things that happens is, is as you were saying this, you were figuring it out. And as you figure it out, you begin to grow deeper and you begin to do things better than you ever had before. And as you're doing that, the other thing that's also happening is God's perfecting you for your calling, for whatever it is that that may be. You may be an accountant where you may be a CFO or a CEO of an organization or a minister that's young within the work of the ministry. Understand, God is going to do something that is so great within you, but you must be faithful where you are for that to take place. Walk daily with Him. Seek His face consistently, consistently, and God is going to do that. And so today as we close, I just want to say that I am proud of you for what it is that God's going to do. I may never meet you, but here's what I do know. God is going to do it because he is faithful. What I want to tell you is we love you. We're praying for you and we're believing that God is going to do this. And let me know. I want to hear from you what it is that God's doing within your life and what it is that you're believing God for. I want to pray with you over those things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just know that as you're doing that, then what takes place is, man, God is going to continue to increase you, but stay faithful within that. So, Father, we love you today, God, and we bless you. Oh, hallelujah. God, thank you for what you've done within the person that is listening today. Give them patience, God. Restore their faith in you, God. Some of them that are listening today are just absolutely uh, depleted in their faith walk with you. And so I'll just pray for that one listening, God. Increase them today. 
Give them the knowledge today that they need to begin to grow in a powerful, powerful way. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, hey, friend, God bless you and thank you so much. Know that we are, are praying for you. And again, may never meet you, but we're praying for you because we believe in you and believe what it is that God has for you. If we can do anything for us, don't hesitate to reach us at uh, info at drkevinhall.org. We are here for you consistently and know that God is going to do some powerful, powerful, powerful things. And we love you so much. God bless you. And we'll talk with you very soon.